Hello, Internet. Welcome to another episode of This on That. I am Mike Solari, and that was my dark superhero voice. Oh, okay. Uh, hi, I'm Chad Fogelin. That's my superhero voice. I'm just a regular guy. I'm a Marvel superhero. Oh, man, I've got problems, but, the... but superpowers. So, you know, I'm a wisecracking piece of junk. That you are. And the reason that I did that little dark voice is because we are talking about a dark comic book with a very like chipper nice happy uh fella by the oh yeah so the topic is watchmen and the person is paul sloan yeah a writer actor all-around fun human being cool guy cool guy and we get into politics of comic books we get into comic books we geek out a little bit i get into the episode late because oh, yeah. chad wasn't there because I uh, ran into some car trouble, but I made it and I got in there. Oh my so. god, are you okay? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. I'm fine. Well, is your car okay? Yeah, it's fine. It, it just needed gas. Oh, that that's your car trouble. <laughs> yeah, I thought was... you popped the tire on the on the 405 on your way up. No, man, I needed gas. <laughs> you, you know about this with cars? You have to fill them with gas, like almost. Once a week? I don't, well... Twice a week? I don't know. Mine's a hybrid, so it's, it's very rare. That's probably why I forget all the time. <laughs> well, regardless of your gas needs, we still had a great conversation, and Chad was still involved. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we find out who watches The Watchmen with Paul Sloan. Wee. Wait, what, what's, what's up, call? man? Wait, 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 no, no, no. What's talking the phone? about people to text in the middle of deep conversation. No, what's the, what's well, the I would think phone thing? The equivalent is just opening up a book and you start writing your, your journal on a date. And you go, wait, hold on a second, and you start writing in your journal. Is that happening? Well, it is happening with the phone as the device. Oh. You think about it. Oh, okay. if, you, if you brought 15 magazines with you to a date, that's a, you know, and you're ripping through them. It's kind of the same thing. Okay. Or you're just looking at suicide girls on Instagram, which... You had like a self-fulfilling prophecy about me. I'm usually much more chipper in the morning, and you're like, are you going to have the energy at 10 a.m.? Don't like, worry about 10 it. Well, no, 10 a.m. is late. Like, It's not like I'm here at 8. At, like, 8 is not early either, but like, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like slowed in my talking well, speeches. by getting up and doing this on a Saturday, you're ahead of everybody. Because I'm just going. We only do this on yeah, Saturday. Well, I'm saying you're ahead of everyone else. I'm just going off of coffee yeah, and hatred. That's fair. What's the latest? What's going on in my world? Yeah, really. I'm glad that I have a world. Uh, just walking through Meltdown, and it would have been easy to pick a subject anyway for this thing because... That's right. You're do we're, yeah. do we're, do we're doing Watchmen. Yes. Uh, and it's funny. I just uh, I just got into the excitement of actually buying movies on iTunes. I never bought them. I don't do that. I, I feel like I'm getting robbed. Well, but. no. I, I mean, I don't feel like I'm getting robbed. I just... There's a part of me that will never go that far digital. Okay. I can't. I like. I still. People make fun of me because I, I buy vinyl and CDs oh, and DVDs, uh, and then I say CDs, and they're like, "Why are you buying CDs?" Um, I just can't keep my everything on digital, especially movies. I need to have a library. I need to I have the physical you. thing. Uh, I get that. You know, I was I was big on that, and I tried a little bit of the digital comics, which I don't know if that works for anyone else. I mean, I buy. I I, it's funny. I bought a digital comic by accident, and I was like, I guess I'll read it. And then I ended up going and buying the right, actual yeah. one. I need the. I like having I, a book. I agree. I don't know if that will transition because 
it's um, a comic book. If not, I just feel like I'm looking at a website. Well, on the same thing with yeah. with actual books, like you like, know yeah, how the, sure, there's sure. like Kindles and no, Kindle. Nooks. And, no, I agree. Well, I, I, the only reason I have a Kindle is because uh, people will send scripts like sure. up the wazoo. Right. So that's just something to catalog right. them. Right. But I, even then, I'll still print out. It was and I bought it used for like thirty bucks. I didn't. It wasn't tonight. like a, a big commitment yeah. on my. You're book. getting a script tonight. You shouldn't have said that. Uh, um, you'll be reading tonight. But Watchmen. So I bought Watchmen. This, Watchmen. Watch, so you bought Watchmen. Okay. Bought the director's cut, and I'm one of those guys that always gets a kick out of fan outrage. Okay. Because, first of all, that shouldn't even be a movie. If you've read the original graphic novel, I'm sure you have. I have not. You know what? I'm this coming to this be cult. Great. I know. I love it. Here's the deal. That's a political, 80s-era, non-action graphic novel. And when I read it the first time, as a kid, I was like, holy shit. Well, yeah, I'm sure reading it in the middle of the right. Cold War is like It's a, incredible. Yeah. So I could see where that must have shocked people when it came out. Now, to make a movie like that in 2009 or whenever it was, it really, it doesn't fit. And he kept it. Snyder kept the movie in the 80s. So I'm one of the guys that thinks he approved a little on the book, which gets you beat up at tough comic book shops. So I feel that that movie is way more entertaining. You, okay, It's I, deeper. Okay, I just want everyone for like the listeners to understand what Paul looks like. <laughs> like Sasquatch. No, like... like Paul looks like he works as a bouncer at night on at like some like You're Italian a good club. Yes, uh, and he's talking about like, oh man, the tough comic book stores—they yeah. don't like Hate me over son, there man. because I mean I don't know. So I'm thinking like, <laughs> there's even more Pauls just hanging out in some underground yes. comic book store, and then someone says, uh, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Barry Allen's kind of a pussy, and then that's somebody, kind of it. And yeah. somebody, and yeah. somebody yeah. goes, "You shut your fucking mouth." Uh, <laughs> I've seen guys get beat up. I shouldn't even know there were like three or four different Green Lanterns. It's things like that. That's the, that's the duality of my life. But uh, when I read the outrage, and there's a lot of uh, anger towards Zack Snyder in general and his uh, movies. Yeah, and I, I think he's taking stuff that shouldn't be taken seriously and making it epic. I, I love Man of Steel, but I think Watchmen is See, probably... I, do, I, I, I really don't like Man of Steel. No, I think when I saw it, I looked at Superman... I had emotional responses to him flying around over Africa, so that worked. I go, that's a Superman movie. Yeah. Does it make sense? I don't, I don't know what makes sense. No, no. I, like, I was looking at Zack Snyder because I, I, I was. I know he's. He, well, no, I was. He's I was intrigued. No, no, I wouldn't even say he's controversial. I, I mean, he's definitely a very visual guy. But yeah. I, I was thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, Zack Snyder did 300 and did. Everything else afterward, like DC wise sure. and Watchmen, obviously, I'm like, where does he fall into this line? Like, uh, like how does he get to here? And I looked at him up, and he was like, oh, he's a music video director, and then right. he did Dawn of the Dead, right. and I love that Dawn of the Dead yes, movie. Yes, excellent. I, I, I uh, sometimes I'm one of those guys that you get mad when other people find the thing that you think is cool, like whether it's a band or some. Quirky. Oh, because you, it's, yeah, it's, it's keeping like, well, it's it smaller. My yeah, you know, yeah. Like something quirky. That's my favorite actress. You don't know her or a band or, and I when I first saw Dawn of the Dead. And I remember that sequence where he blows up the top of the RV and a bunch of zombies fly out. And I was like, oh, man, this is the greatest director in the world. I thought just I saw that. So then as he progressed to do movie versions of comic books that I already loved, so they kind of very merged to me. So when I see Watchmen, and I go back and reread that once a year. I'm that kind of guy. Because when I see Watchmen and I read the book, it is very melded. Well, in. so what? Because it's fa it fascinates you. It's, I can tell it's like a passion for it's you. So sick. where? It's so sick. where does it grab at you? Where, where does it? Where does that all that come uh, from? I think because growing up uh, skinny and getting beat up, I looked at superheroes as a way out. Wasn't an athlete, so to see as an adult the deconstruction of them, I get a kick out of it. So I had 
growing up, I liked Nova and Spider-Man. You know, not the yeah. Punisher and that kind of stuff. Even though you look like the right. Punisher it's, now. I know. I will, that's another miserable conversation we'll have. So, um, <laughs> but to see stuff that I grew up with that was very influential on me then be turned around and made adult and to just make it deep. I really do see a lot of stuff in the graphic novel Watchmen and the movie. It just it's just the clicks in my head. It has everything I like. It's bleak, but it's gorgeous to look at. It's sexy. And he snuck a lot of action in Watchmen, which really isn't in the book. Yeah, so, I mean... So, well, it appeals to everything in me. Well, the tone and the, yes. w w that you're getting at, it's funny because I like how something Snyder used was... And I, I feel like we'll, we'll pump the brakes, we'll go to graphic novel sure, and then sure, we'll, sure. And then we'll sure, have sure. the movie but it all just feels like what a smashing pumpkin song is kind of and, it is um, and and yes. then there's and they, i know they use the, the beginning the beginning the yeah. end is the beginning yeah. of the end and and it song. works no it works well and then it's just i don't know if you ever listened to the smashing pumpkins album zeitgeist uh, i know it but i've never it's the one that it. they released after they stopped touring in the u.s okay. for a while uh I can't. I thought, I'm, I'm listening to it on the, the only home. song. The only song I'm remembering right now is Doomsday Clock, yeah, but okay. that reminds me of a lot of yeah. Watchmen. And like, there's a lot of the tone of all that, like the Billy Cor just the way totally. Billy Corbin yeah. sings. Yes. I feel like they're good. It's the end of the world. Yeah, I feel like there's a very. Tr it translates really well yes. to the feel of Watchmen. Yes. But so okay. Um, but you say like something like that, the movie, the graphic novel, it just doesn't do it for you. I just well okay well I I never read the graphic novel okay. uh, more out of like. Comic, book co comic books cost a lot of money. Yes, they do. And to make up that, to keep up that habit, sure. I usually do only focus in on like one, uh, like like things that are in small collections okay. or small. And I know Watchmen's only really like that one. Sure. Big they have book. some new prequels which are also good. That's yeah, I've, I've heard of that. They're and good there, too. And there's also like the the other comic book mm -hmm. too. But uh, I just haven't gotten around to it. I right. see it. I'm like, right. oh, that's super thick. Right. I just I don't have the right. time to. It is very. It, it's yeah. Dense. And yeah. It's, and um, I did watch the movie because I had a friend who was very into the graphic novel sure. when it came out, and obviously everyone was bugging out when the trailer came yeah. out, and everyone was really excited. And uh, I mean, I watched it, and I I didn't really like it. Like, there's parts of it that I appreciated, right. and there's parts of it that I really liked. It's not a movie I've seen twice. Sure, I've only seen it once. Well, and, I, and I've only seen the theatrical cut. You mentioned a right. The long cut. version just has a little more gore in it. It wouldn't. It doesn't really affect it, your enjoyment of it. It's just if you're a nut who wants more of it. Uh, I always wonder what it would have been like to go with that movie without growing up with a graphic novel. Like, I have some people that look at it and go, what is this? Why is that blue guy naked? I oh. mean, I, I didn't ask that. I, under, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm getting into a movie and I'm sure. getting into right. uh, you just see spending a disbelief. A yeah, sure. it's like, yeah. Well, did they ever, even in the comic book, again, I didn't read the it's comic book. So did, did they, it's so slavish. Did they show him getting yes. his powers? It is... That's about as close to the page as you can get. I oh, mean, and it, his like, skin falls off? Everything. Blows, uh, yeah. Snyder changed the ending, and I think his ending's a little more toned down for like movie audiences, but that he's got the tone, the depression of those characters. The He even heightened the friendships of some of them in it because Watchmen's a very cold read, Yeah. and if you read it at the wrong point in your life, you may be jumping off the Hollywood sign. Gotcha. So... I read it at a point where I thought everything was great and oh, Fantastic Four, I like all that stuff. And then to read someone, it really was shocking to me to well, read. Well, definitely it. is a different switch. Totally. So when I read that, that's the first time I ever read it. And then I think I read Dark Knight Returns after that. And Talk about Kip, Alan Moore stuff. Yeah, or? Alan Moore. It's the first time I didn't really know maybe Swamp Thing. I didn't really know him. So Watchmen got me hooked on. Oh, I'll check out The Killing Joke, which is another yeah. bleak move, uh, book, and uh, Dark Knight Returns, and that turned my 
fascination of comics, which was the most important thing as a kid. It turned it a different way. So now I find myself reading a lot of like Brubaker crime stuff or Garth Ennis Punish stuff, Punisher stuff. And uh, that was because of Watchmen. I didn't think that a graphic novel or comic book, they didn't really call it then. Yeah. I didn't think you could get that vibe and that deep. Because beforehand, it, you had that Superman, Spider-Man, so, like all the bright yeah. colors and the, it was the co- 80s, attitude. It was the 80s action heroes. And, and when I look at stuff like, uh, I think a lot of movies and a lot of directors you know, grew up reading these things, and I see and little that, bits of it. And that informs totally, now. Totally. It, it takes us from the uh, bombastic totally. action movies Absolutely. of, like, uh, Stallone or Schwarzenegger totally. yeah, in the That 80s. was the transition, and I do think that you can really look back to the time when that type of material took a turn. And for me, maybe I'm wrong, because I can't think of a movie that did it or a book. Uh, but you're saying it's Watchmen. It's Watchmen. <laughs> I, I really believe that. I think that was the first time. Let's take a guy who's Superman and give him ED, or let's take a guy who's Batman and he gets fat. I just that was shocking to me. So those were my heroes as a kid, and then I was like, wait, this is basically they're ripping apart. I got it even as a kid. They're ripping apart Batman and Superman, and that really probably changed my taste in movies and music. And it was that influential. That and Watership Down. If you like rabbits, don't read that book. <laughs> Um, with, well, I'll, I'll, I mean, okay, so. It's Saturday, what's up? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I want to see which direction I want to go yeah. with this. So, I will say this, like, I was just looking over the cast again, and he, like, nailed, Fantastic. Like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is, like, the perfect the person He's to the play greatest. the He's comedian. Uh, the we I, quote that movie a lot, that's the Dumber Dumber of action movies, me and my buddies <laughs> quote it a lot. Um, but I think he, I mean, I can't imagine, yeah, he cast that perfect. Yeah, no, it's it was uh, it was pretty good, and yeah. you know that you see a lot of you, you did say like the DNA does carry that whole notion of so. All right, let's strip away. Uh, we're talking about the impact of the book or the movie in the real world. Let's sure. talk about the actual story now. Sure. So what was going on the whole time? Right. And I'll, I'll why don't we put a little spoiler thing here if you actually care about like wanting to yeah. go back and yeah. either read or watch the movie and not be spoiled stop the podcast go to the internet because everything's there yeah uh <laughs> do what you need to do and then press play again and here we are now we're talking yes. about it there so basically the world's fucked yes uh and it's always gonna be fucked yep. and it always is fucked yep. and that's the gist of it yeah. And when you think about it, like I probably read that in the 90s, but when it was written, that was actually going on. Well, yeah, that was so the it's whole... So 85, well, yeah, 86. in the so, height of the Cold War, so, everyone's fingers up right above the trigger. So and... I guess if people were that paranoid, and you feel it in that book when you read it, it would be the equivalent of now, like a 9-11 type mm-hmm. story. In other words, if it's the biggest threat to the world mixed in with a comic book. And I would guess it would be the same if you made... But it, you really can't shock people now, but then it seemed pretty shocking, I'm sure. Well, no, I mean, it feels like there's a similar... Like, the overall uh, goal of the bad guy in the movie... Uh, Almost gonna, makes sense, and that's well, the crazy it, part well, of it. Makes, it makes sense in that if something like that were to happen, right. that is the reaction that would Absolutely. happen. If somebody said, oh, okay, let's unite behind a common enemy yes. that is... what." Well, no matter if it's false to begin with, sure. and even if people die, yeah. the the result is better. The greater good yes. conversation. Without getting too political, stuff like that happens now. I mean, okay, we know this isn't really a threat, but let's you know go bomb these guys. 
We'll stick to comics. We've gotten political enough <laughs> yes. on some of these shows. Yes, I know. Spider-Man's new costume, you know. I love it. I think so, too. Um, the, yeah, Civil War trailer just came out uh, I know. yesterday. Uh, I've watched it a lot of times already. That's... But, yeah, uh, the, the, there's just something about that. It's I mean, I mean, it's the concept that we are too far gone. Yeah. I actually, I believe that about, I mean, you look at, like, movies like Fight Club and you Absolutely. see, like. Absolutely, that's another one. You see, like, Very you have Fight to, Club, yep. You have to take, we, we've, or even, like, Mr. Robot's on the air now. I love that show. Uh, we have let our corporations. We have, which is yep. could be an analogous. Absolutely, to, it could be analogous to. No, government. I'd say those are two good examples. It's exactly it. Yep. Uh, and some of that needs to be taken down, and that's why I think uh, we, as Americans or people in the world, are connecting to like these somewhat anarchist notions. Absolutely. Um, I think that's why people love Walking Dead so much. Why is that so popular? Everyone thinks like, well, hey, if the world went to crap and I could just run around and shoot zombies, I don't think people think The Walking Dead is that horrifying. I think they wish it happened. I think there's a fantasy element of that show where people go, that wouldn't be that bad. I'll disagree with you. All right. I, don't go into it, I know a lot but... of guys that would like to just load up and drive around shooting zombies, but I get it. Um, but I mean, Okay, so let's, I mean, Walking Dead, I mean, that's a bleak sure. thing. That is a, I mean, that, that show is not all. Is Could not you have seen how popular it is if families watch it? And the reason it's so successful is because females like it. Did you ever think that would happen? I don't know. That's my mom's favorite show. Right, that's what I mean. Would um, you ever think that? Yeah, I mean, I did I, not. When I saw that, I guess it's going to be done in one season. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say The Walking Dead is good because of the, it's the great. character, it's great. the characters and stuff like that. And it's, it's great. answering that question about what makes us human, mm -hmm. which is, it's great. It, I feel like any good material that people that people are saying like transcends like what is the best Absolutely. is answering the question what makes us human that's yeah. why breaking bad was I very agree. seminal that's why people gravitated to the sopranos mm -hmm. that's why i mean even in watchmen you have this you, he, he, the good thing that you fear alan for those moore, guys well alan moore did a very smart thing is he it, something also in good storytelling is you're going to give both sides of the argument uh, a voice like whiplash is a perfect example right. of some two different perspectives yeah. that, and you can't kind of tell which one is the, yes. which one makes sense because in a way they're both right. Absolutely. And if you look at Watchmen, like the everything with Rorschach, that's one side of the argument, and then everything with Doctor Manhattan's one side yep. of the argument, and then one side with Ozzy Mendez is another side. Yeah, of the and argument. when you see that, and again, that's going back to the original graphic novel. I each one of those characters, including the comedian. You could follow each one of those guys on his own story, and I don't think any of them are wrong. Like you said, that it's evenly, which is very tough to do. All those characters are evenly spread out, where you can go along with one of them. Like, ah, oh, shit, now we're with Rorschach. No, you love that. And Night Owl, I get because he's the most human of them, but you could relate to him too. He's right. He's the audience a little bit. I think another smart thing that they did with that is they embraced the. What what is comic books like? Oh, this is the like embrace this history of comics. Absolutely. Like oh, this is fold them into it. Yeah, th there there were previous versions sure. of people who yeah. took up the mantle. Yeah. There were and it, it brought it into the. Uh, I'm not gonna say for because for me I wasn't living it then. Right, it right. brought it into the present. Yes, but, and uh, the present of that time. Yeah, exactly. And I think when you look at that, and even that was a huge shift. The original characters, those that were supposed to be used in that book where actual there's another company before oh yeah DC. yeah he they gotten the rights and they told them to do it right. as original characters right. so that way they wouldn't kill off sure. uh people that yeah. they already had so imagine if that happened at that time those characters were popular and 
I actually think by him taking, you know, the usual iconic character, the vigilante, the superhuman. Like if you're, say, you're saying if it was Justice League. It wouldn't have been as good because he, he created guys that are basically ripoffs of other guys but are just as fascinating. So who do you connect with the most? Who's your favorite? Um, every time I watch it, I go back and forth between Rorschach and uh, Dr. Manhattan. And when I read it, Dr. Manhattan is just an object. So that's a case where film in a different way like Billy Crudup and the director made that character really appealing in the, in the, in the movie. Do you think that has to do with putting uh, an actual human? Like yes, Billy there's Crudup no question. There? there is no question. That's the difference where the genres, the mediums, affect how you see something. Same exact story. Some of the dialogue's exactly the same. Character looks the same. But in the book, Doctor Manhattan is a cold. It's like a building. There's no feeling towards him. I didn't have it anyway. In the movie, I really feel for him. And that's that's where sometimes you say maybe it's not improved, but it's different. And more enjoyable. In the novel, it's it's Rorschach because, come on, you just because that, that's the point. Yes, of it. Yeah. yeah. He's like the result of that time, and I'm sure in, at that point in the '80s, people honestly went to bed, maybe rightfully so, thinking the world could end tonight. Yeah. Like that was a time when people thought it might be over tonight. We're gonna nuke each other. Well, and that's why I think that there. I mean, especially in the movie. Again, I've only seen the movie. They keep showing right. that clock behind right. Nixon, right. and it's and that was like, real. I guess a lot of that stuff was real at the time. And for us, I guess it would be like 9-11, you know, that kind of fear. Because you can't imagine the fear of the whole world getting nuked. It seems like, oh, that's a bad Stallone movie. Yeah, They're well, gonna nuke or, the doc, or Dr. Strangelove. Right, right, exactly. So, and that's very Dr. Strangelove. The movie is. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, got, it's, it seems as if it's got... Kubrick, he, Ridley Scott. Yeah, or like, I don't, I don't want to say uh, steampunk, because it oh, really is. It, it, it isn't, bit, but... but uh, I want to say, like, it, there's definitely elements of this. Absolutely. Like, like obviously, Dr. Strangelove is a comedy. Yes. Um, they even did designed one set in the movie. And I think in the book, was it was an the influence, room, too. The War yeah. Room. The War Room. And I think the book was influenced by it, too. Yeah. Uh, there is there is a lot of elements. But I feel like that's a result of being in the Cold War and being sure. and, and having that that notion. Sure. And I'm blanking on when Strangelove came out. I feel it feels 60s, like a Cold War. Right? Yeah, it feels like a Cold War movie uh, because of just what the story right. is about. But I feel like it's earlier. Because it's black and white it's and black it feels and white. older. Um, it does feel older because yeah. it's a Peter Sellers yeah. movie. And Peter Sellers just feels yeah. like an older... older. Kubrick always ahead of his time, whatever he's doing. Uh -huh. um, talking about like political comics, have you ever read uh, that Holy Terror, uh, Frank it? Miller? Frank Miller. Holy Terror, no. Uh, it's one of his most recent ones and it's not... I'll read comics well every once in a while, right. but what's, what's, what is I, it? I have no life, so I'll, I'll fill you yeah, in. Yeah, fill me in. Um, Holy Terror came out a few years ago, okay. and it was Frank Miller's angry Batman response to 9-11. So the story is basically Batman and Catwoman dealing with terrorism. I guess at the last minute, DC said, we can't do this. So when you read the book, the character is just referred to as like the fixer. And it's like Batman with no bat ears and Catwoman with no cat ears. But they're fighting terrorists, and it's just a revenge fantasy, a Frank Miller revenge fantasy. Of just brutalizing terrorism. So I don't. I think that book kind of fell off the map, but it was pretty crazy, and it was too direct a response to terrorism. I think. So you're saying like uh, it was too much way, for everyone. The way comics respond to yes. the real world situation. Yeah, and it, it could have been. I don't think people need a comic book response to terrorism because it's just infused in every movie we see now. But he tried to do it, and I love Frank Miller, but I think people were like, "He's crazy. He's even crazier than we think he is." 
I mean, he's but he's crazy in a fun way. Oh, totally. Yeah, he's. Uh, like I, I, I read Sin City. I really like sure. Sin City. Uh, there's something about that because I love noir stuff. Like I love that. those best and the, inner the crazy monologue kind of stuff. ever. It's yeah. great. Um, but that I mean, he's I mean Frank Miller obviously being like one of the most seminal mm-hmm. like comic book writers still yes. alive today. Uh, I would say that he's created his own style, which is based on the film noir stuff. But if you do it now. Any like really crazy inner monologue, whether it's a comic book or a movie, I think most guys are referencing that Sin City, Dark Knight Returns inner monologue um, of just, you know, I'm pounding this guy's head into the sidewalk. That kind of talk. I think people are now, as much as he brought it from film noir, people are taking it from him. Well, and I think what, all that kind of stuff, all that inner monologue yeah. stuff is answering that humanity question totally. in comics, which yeah. wasn't really there. It was mostly like a plot kind of escapist sure. kind of sure. thing and now you're adding a human element absolutely behind the mask that absolutely. has a like, good dichotomy yeah and i think there and then reflects that was reflected in watchmen oh totally between it's the, the difference between the mask and the, yeah. the people and i think those are the first times going to like frank miller stuff um which i read around the same time was uh you hear the batman saying that he's his back hurts or or that he's afraid to fight someone like i, I was thought that was interesting it was an inner, his inner monologue he's fighting that guy in the mud pit and He's like, man, look how big this guy is. To see your hero self-doubt, I thought was genius. Now it's almost like spoofy. If you do really tough guy Frank Miller stuff, it might seem like a spoof of itself. You uh, almost that's can't why do I it. Always it's thought, tough to do. Well, I always thought they should have done a, because that whole, like, my back hurts, I need to stop, all right, this other stuff. Right. Like, looking back at what I've done. Sure. Uh, that's why I always thought they should do a Batman Beyond movie. Oh, would be and, great. and that they haven't done it yet is yeah. upsetting to me. They but will. also... Well, I what I hope they will do is they will sit on it for thirty years and sure. then play have Christian Bale play the old, be great. old, you, they, old Bruce Wayne. I see that stuff happening. I think we're in a world now where the crazy stuff happens. Okay, let's do Old Man Logan. Let's do Batman versus Superman. So I think you're right. We'll mm-hmm. see that. I mean, even Solid Snake got old. And... Right. We'll see that. And I think I don't know for when I see like the outrage at people over movies and the changes they made. I think. To to have You're talking a, about like a graphic novel two movies like, yeah like, any like anything Watchmen. anything or even even uh, you know I still keep up with some of the uh, new stuff and uh, well, the, like, the, the uh, like the Rambo sequel right like well no the, no like stuff like as far as like sticking talking about comics every like three years they you know destroy the universe and give everyone new costumes and new you know backstories and I do get, enjoy reading the outrage at that. Hello, this is Chad Foglin from Sequel Squeal. If you like listening to two jackasses talk about movies and sometimes give some kind of facts about them with a sometimes famous and otherwise awesome guest, then listen to the Sequel Squeal here on the Nerdist School Network. Sorry, I'm a little distracted. Chad just got here. Chad, hey. what's going on? Hey. Um, I, I'll say, like, I'm surprised there isn't more just, like, alternate kind of universes like red sun like i love that yeah, yeah that's like great red sun i feel and i feel like that could also be a like oh, coming be out of watchmen uh, excellent very but, watchmen. uh hey but, what's going on big man nice to meet you sorry right, i'm late man, that's cool way to sorry go, i was Dad. early oh yeah so uh we were talking about watchmen we finished everything's done yes. uh what do you oh, add to the conversation yeah. oh man watchmen uh, where was the sex scene in the comic book, right? <laughs> that, you know what? That's why we waited for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, I love that comic book. I studied it in college, actually. Oh, okay. We, we've been going back and forth about the comic book and the movie. Uh, oh, okay. Well, uh, so 
do you have any? What, what are your first grabs at uh, the comic book? Because oh, we've geez. been talking about it for a while. Uh, you studied it. Well, yeah. I mean, we like the we the whole like uh, kind of like the study of like how was the Cold War and everything, like the whole alternate right. universe of or you know, the, the, basically like how it, the concept of uh, superheroes and how like almost dangerous and how they can affect like world change and and uh you know realistic society so it was you know i mean i agree with all that stuff yeah <laughs> there should be superheroes yeah. in the world well i don't know i mean like I, is should... that is that was that the question like cuz i don't know it seems like that comic book almost says maybe we shouldn't have superheroes right, right? like cuz it's yes. it's like too dangerous and i mean then you kind of get into the whole marvel civil war thing coming up i mean if you that movie's whatever, but like the comic book too, kind of yeah, dives I, 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 into I, I that read too. There's bit. seeds of all these. Yeah, uh, everything I think goes back to Watchmen. Mm-hmm. There's seeds of it in Civil War. It's yeah. the same discussion. You know, exactly. Well, it's, it's the. I mean, that in, in the Incredibles too, like right, that, exactly. that whole like we have to be sure. monitored. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I what do we do with these people when they're stop when they retire? Yeah. Who, who watches things the like Watchmen? that? Right. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Exactly. And, and uh, again, if you're a fan of the graphic novel, and I am, I love it, but. We were talking about. Um, I think the movie improves on some stuff. Oh, okay. And that you know. Yeah, definitely. Brings down Hellfire. Oh, but, I don't. I mean, I, I, I would agree with that. So like, you've been talking about that, and you said uh, like some things like adding humanity to Doctor sure. Manhattan, and mm-hmm. uh, you had mentioned briefly the ending, like okay, sure. the, the differences between the ending. Yeah. So for you, which holds better water? Uh, I think that. There are some complications with we're spoiling the movie. But yeah, yeah. That's okay. well, we, we are spoiling the movie in the book. If you haven't watched yeah, yeah, yeah. it, we put a spoiler <laughs> Look, alert already. Yeah. I'm here to spoil things. So, in the book, it's a much more '50s horror mm-hmm. creature homage to like giant creatures destroying the world. Yeah, and there's a whole subplot of getting all the world's geniuses to create this Godzilla-type creature, yeah, way, yeah. way too B-movie '50s-ish, okay. which probably worked for that time because they're stuck in the sci-fi yeah. terror movie. Of the era, the radioactive fear. The new movie makes it more an American threat, which kind of is funky because I always, I always feel that even though the world unites against Doctor Manhattan, he was still kind of working for the Americans. Mm-hmm. But I do like that twist because it adds another little bit of pain to the godlike superhero. Manhattan has to be accused of destroying the world. Like I thought, I did like that. It yeah. added one more like you, knife you, in the gut. You will take. You will bear this. Uh, I like that. This uh, weight. Yes, I thought it was one more knife in the gut, mm-hmm. and so I know no one likes that, but I do think that was a more emotional ending than just the giant squid monster lands on New York. No, I I, I think I agree with that too. I mean, because well, when did the movie the movie came out? Oh uh, nine, I think. Oh nine, yeah. yeah. So I mean, and the comic was written. Yeah, 80s. Yeah. It, when the, I guess, actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, if you couldn't, I mean, you kind of had to update a little sure. bit to, like, kind of. Sure, Because, uh, you know, society is always morphing right. into, you know, like, you can't. Right. They're not going to be uh, It is amazing, though, how much he hung uh, to the 80s vibe yeah. with the music and the clothes, which mm-hmm. you think that right there might be a turnoff to a lot of people. But that was, like, I thought that was a ballsy move. Again, I think it's the most faithful uh adaptation because yeah. that movie feels like the novel mm-hmm. the same misery cool misery i feel when i read that novel is what i feel when i watch the movie and i mean it, the whole cool misery is that that's a cologne isn't it yeah <laughs> uh i think that the time that that movie came out because you asked you're like you seem you seemed like an unfilmable movie you said you that. would think it'd be as the graphic yeah. novel because that's a brutal no action depressing yeah you know um 
I think that you always have to look about what is happening in the world. And that's why they always had to adjust, like, James Bond totally. a bit. Yes. Like, James Bond changed with the war that we were Absolutely. fighting. Mm -hmm. yeah. And his, like, how fast he was versus, like, the style of who he Absolutely, was. Absolutely, yeah. That also r relates. So I think if we weren't in our whole, like, war on terror thing and there wasn't right. all this, like, I agree. weapons of mass destruction a couple years prior... Uh, I don't think that that movie goes into development because I agree. It, it just there wasn't anything timely Absolutely. about it to relate yeah. to it. And then you're telling a Cold War story, which is seems old and antiquated. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Which but... is why uh, the Americans on FX is not just about like okay, we're the Cold War. It, no, it's about yeah. family and, sure. and all this. You have to find another element. Into I it. think that's a very smart way of uh, bringing. Right. You know, it is timely. But I do think there's very few times in history where Americans, anyway, felt like, oh, the world could end. Yeah. And I think it was, you know, the Cold War. And now, because of terrorism, people could wake up and think, oh, the, you know, New York's in flames. Yeah. Yeah. I think sadly. It's, yeah. Sadly. It's that, it's sadly, that, people believe that might happen. The potential that the world could change overnight. Right. Like, why right, you sleep. Right. That kind of fear is very omnipresent. No, yeah. I remember uh, after 9-11 happened and... My parents like stocking up on like bottled water sure. and stuff and putting yeah. it in the basement. I'm, I'm, and I lived in a very, very like rural farm town in New Jersey. And I was like, do you really think that anything's going to yeah. happen here? And they're like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And I, that whole uh, notion of that type of preparedness. Well, you had to carry on for the rest of us. So mm -hmm. you would be the one who survives and carries on for us. So you do have to take care of yourself and prepare. Eh. Um, <laughs> but if you, if you would have thought like what, like say like uh, we take like a 9-11 kind of disaster. And I, I know we're, I'm playing, playing fast and loose here with this, but uh, so I apologize if anyone... Go fast, go loose. But if, like, take, like, that kind of disaster and, you know, uh, almost, I mean, I'm going to equate it to, like, the Avengers movie, you know, sure. when, they, when New York gets destroyed, sure. right? Like, like uh, take basically that, and then but then, you know, put the element that it's a superhero that did it. Right. And then, like, those guys in capes are right. still fucking running right. around. And who, like, I mean, what if you... if Thousands of people died because of this giant fight sure. in this major Absolutely. metropolis. Like, wouldn't you feel a little like, what the Let's fuck? Let's get what? these guys. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised there hasn't been a conversation in a movie. And, I mean, me, it might come up in Civil War, uh, the Captain America And Batman vs. Superman has yeah. the same. Or, you know. That's but, true. Yeah. They're also, like, I'm... I'm a superhero, but I didn't do that. Don't judge me. Absolutely. Don't loot me. And I'm yeah. surprised that that conversation hasn't come in. Absolutely. I think we'll see some of that. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever read um, Powers. Any of those? No. I haven't read it, but I, I'm aware of yeah, it. Yeah, Powers uh, is like a retired superhero. He's a cop, and he has to work the beat of superheroes. So same thing, like uh, not like Watchmen. Superheroes are still active, but he's the cop who like arranges them in when they do, they break the law. And they have one episode, uh, one issue that was well. Uh, they made it a TV show too, right? I didn't. The TV show is very different, but I've only seen ten seconds of it. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Maybe it's great. I, maybe it's great. It might be great. I love the lead guy. Anyway, they had an episode where a Superman-type, an issuer, a Superman-type character just goes to the Middle East and flattens it. He just wakes up one day and he's like, fuck it. He burns the Vatican to the ground, kills the Pope, blows up Washington, and blows up the Middle East. He's like, I'll, you know, and it was, I went, wow, that's pretty crazy. It's a yeah. comic book. And then he just leaves Earth. He's like, fuck it, I'm out. So it was a little bit of a Watchmen homage, but... It was pretty scary, and I said, that would be... But it's so brutal. I mean, it's a comic, so they went yeah. nuts with the violence. But if someone could say, oh, where is all the violence in the world? I'm just flattening it. And yeah. So in a day, it's over. There's no more violence. And then that guy just takes off. Right, and then he's, he's out. 
It's well, like, it's, well, he's like, peace out. Well, it's kind of what we were talking about before with the anarchy idea. Cause, and, and comic books, in a way, are kind of a conduit for giving out this idea. Like, There's a lot of times where you look at things like there are notions of these whole like anarchist movement or like uh you can see people who are incredibly smart like the unabomber who realized who like reached a point of uh of intelligence and said oh this is something that needs to happen uh i always thought and i mean people might get angry at us but uh fuck it so they're angry uh, already well (laughs) uh i always thought you know how you always see all this horrible shit with the school shootings and it just seemed like yeah and all and not even just schools the workplace shootings is crazy everywhere the church is like it yeah. seems and the, you see like the stats and the gun violence going up i i have serious and this is a serious thought that i think happened i thought like some people of like intense intelligence like unabomber intelligence got together and said okay guns not gonna change until like there's a lot of things in the world we can't just say this but we have to actually feel like we're crazy people let's just go out there right go ape shit yeah. and then people will respond to that which Seems a little watchman yeah, towards is. the yes. end, but and I like as that happened to the point where like the, the fact that like I'm like there's no way this could be naturally happening this much, right? Like th- <laughs> what if what if what's something the movement like here? That, yeah. Well, what if something like that was happening? And I didn't mean for this to go so no, political, no, no. But I'm it's... saying like there's no, and then obviously like you think like okay that the concept of that idea makes sense in a way like if you're playing that chess game and you want certain things to happen. But in practice, it's like, is the lives of the people who right. die in that worth right. it? Which is the conversation to watch. Sure. Man. And then you look at other ideas, like, be, like what happened with the idea of like how communism in the United States got to a point during the Cold sure. War era. And like why it, people like gravitated to that and the unions and all that stuff and the socialism. And, and in a way, when you think about it, I remember when I got, when I got taught that in, in high school and people were saying that, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. Why aren't we doing that? And right. it, it seems like in practice... Yeah. Yes. The same way how anarchy in practice, right. it, totally. it falters. Yeah. It's like, well, again, when you see the purge, when you see these type of, it's like we need this big godlike event to show us how bad it is and this great suffering that, and we'll, we'll be enlightened. That's, and that, where I, that's where I disagree with you. We do need a purge and I think we... Well, yeah. that's at 11.30. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, in the, like, in the back before, like, before the 80s and, like, the, in the 60s and 50s, 40s, I mean, like, there was... They made a very clear kind of uh, justification of what's bad, what's good, right. and like it was very black and white. Sure. And then, like, I mean, with Watchmen, really, it kind of changed comic books. And like, super villains were—I mean, originally, the super villains were just like, "I want all the money, like I want the world right. global right. domination." Yeah. yeah, but but then it started becoming a thing where like it was, they were almost like they were people who just were so fed up with how society was sure. functioning, like be it like gun yeah. control or whatever. They're like, "I have a master plan, mm. and if I can get this plan to work." I can like zero out government or zero out Absolutely. this shit, yeah. and then, and then the superhero in the comic book is always like, "Oh no, no, you'll kill thousands of people." And then there's always that moment where the super villain's like, "Yes, but I have if I kill a thousand people, then I can save right. you know the next twenty years Absolutely. of society or yeah. whatever." And there's, so there's been this like shift ever since Watchmen has definitely I think pushed it that way, and in you know society's understanding of like what is good and evil and what is like for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes do we have to like p- go like to do a, a big evil act to make things better? Well, I think the sacrifice, like you say, the numbers make sense yeah. unless one of those numbers is your sister. Exactly. It's like, well, wait a minute. Uh, let's make a point with someone else. I, mm-hmm. That's where that gets funky when yeah. you go, oh, that's if, if part of the sacrificial little piece of humanity 
uh, my cousin. I don't know about that. Yeah, that, I mean that's the, I think that's the I think a lot of supervillains in comic book stuff. That's where they're like, they're mental. That's where they they you know like they're kind of described as so mm-hmm. mentally um, advanced that they're like thinking beyond like emotion. Absolutely, and they're getting a little too realistic. Yeah. And well, you know, eventually, hopefully not, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting close to real supervillains. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, we kind of are. I hope they stay funny. Yeah. <laughs> But they're not. You know what I mean? Like you, you see uh, Kim Jong Un, and you're yeah. like, man, I hope they. He seems humorous. I hope it stays so, funny. You yeah. know, what's really funny is I always will say that one of the best heroes in the last, I don't know, 15 years that I created in like, uh, movies, television, comic books, all that stuff is Jack Bauer. Mm-hmm. And I'm pulling up this quote because we're talking about this whole greater good thing, and I feel like this sums up like what the hero point of view is and it's from like one of the, it's i think it's from the last episode or one of the last things i'm and a jack power guy it says show. it says i see 15 people held hostage on a bus and everything else goes out the window i will do whatever it takes to save them and i mean whatever it takes laws were written by much smarter men than me and in the end these laws have to be more important than the 15 people on the bus i know that's right in my mind i know that's right i just don't think my heart could ever have lived with it yeah, and that's why he'll sacrifice. Yes. He sacrifices yeah. himself He's... to save the fifteen people and let the world. Like he can't. He he can't let the world burn, but he also can't let the fifteen people die. Right, and I think he is kind of the perfect serialized hero. I actually thought Twenty Four, in a way, was a very comic book series where it's you have. Well, it's to... nonstop. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, again, it's like you have to turn the page, and even Sutherland is playing one of the greatest. It's a superhero, really. Mm-hmm. With buildings exploding, I'm going in. I mean, he and you don't laugh when he says that. Yeah, no one can pull those lines off. But if Jack Bauer is doing it, of course he is. It's it's funny how like the plane's on fire, you're poisoned. Yeah, I got it. It's funny how like superheroes seem to be like all emotion and heart, and supervillains are all like brain and like intelligence. Yes, and like how we as a society equate, yes, like that's how it should be. Like, sure, the superheroes swing with their from their gut, and supervillains yes. work with their brain. Right. It's like it's interesting though that. Sometimes though, dumb, good, yeah, smart, bad. Yeah, wouldn't you want to have some <laughs> an intelligent superhero? Yeah, I think we have some of them, yeah. but I think it's the again the revenge That's fantasy. It. But then that yeah. goes back to I think like let's look at Ted Krasinski, the Unabomber again. Sure, guy with who used his head. Yeah, he's he was focused with his brain. Right. I don't think that in his heart he was like. But, I mean, I, I've never had a conversation with him, but like, all right, in my heart of hearts, let's go mail people bombs. Yeah, but. Uh, there was something in his head that said doing A, B, and C will result in in D. Yeah, and... no, I, I agree with you. I don't think he thought he was evil. Yeah. I think he thought he was too smart for the yeah. world. He was going to show everybody, you know. Yeah, and stuff like that. I mean, He was the, the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> the less funny Riddler. Um, but the, no, the Zodiac Killer was the Riddler. Oh, he was man. the Joker. Uh, Zodiac. But, we'll, we'll love a serial killer episode someday, but man, that uh, too real. Yeah, uh, too real. the I don't know. Uh, I, mean, I feel like we're getting. A, I'm getting away from, from comics right now. Well, yeah. you want to know something? It, it does, but again, in very few pieces of alcohol literature because I don't read a lot of books. I, um, Watchmen was on Time Magazine's top 100 novels of the last. And uh, it does century. in one piece of entertainment. It really does touch on all that stuff personal uh, madness, uh, inadequacies of, like, uh, you know, middle-aged guys, um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the end of the world, uh, religion. There's a lot of, re- you know, you can think about yeah. 
how it would affect religion, having a godlike person. So that's why something like Watchmen spreads out into all these different conversations where Hellboy might not. And I love Hellboy. Yeah, Hellboy's fun. Hellboy's the greatest. So we could talk about the difference between the movie Hellboy and the comic book Hellboy. Um, that's another one. Yeah. But I do think that's what Watchmen does. Look at all the things we touched on from a book which has guys in spandex. Mm-hmm. Dressed as owls and owl ships. and But I think there are very few things like that. And the seeds of it spread out. And the fact that, you know, a grizzly bear like me can talk about politics and stuff comes from that book. Not because I'm watching CNN. Gotcha. So, I mean, that's where I think it was a very revolutionary just piece of entertainment. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it changed comic books, yeah. too. Like, yeah. comic books and the, Forever. the way we see comic, Forever. the way people see comic books, Absolutely. too. Like, uh, before that, you know, I mean, Superman is, I, I have a real love-hate with Superman. I, as, okay. as I think everybody does. I know, but I, yeah, and like, and I definitely, I studied, because I went to school for, and I I have a major in sequential art, which is ridiculous, but, like, we had a, we had a whole, like, kind of uh, semester where we kind of talked about Superman and, like, Worthy, I yeah, think where worthy. where he came from and like sure. where he's where he's going to and everything and and like I mean I I remember reading like some of the early comic books where Superman he he never he, at the beginning he couldn't fly right he, he was kind of like a wrestler with a yeah who like punched really and hard. he was he was just he was kind of a brute in a way yes. like I remember there was a, a series where he was trying to get information from this yeah. gangster and so he's just jumping from telephone like right. jumping on the telephone wires while holding him. And during that, he says, see those birds? Like, the reason they don't get electrocuted is because they're not grounded. I better not touch one of these poles as I'm jumping <laughs> right, over. Right. you got to love that stuff. Yeah, and, and the, the gangster's like, no, stop. <laughs> and he's like, oh, almost yeah. touched it. Like, he's yeah. just, like, threatening to he's kill He's kind of a bully. Guy. Yeah, he but really is. He was the guy in the back of the old comic book magazine, like, kick sand in his face. He was yeah. that guy. But I think I'm one of those guys, and I think a lot of people, you know, Batman is a cool car, and you, you want him to win. Mm-hmm. But... Superman was a little bit of a father figure too growing up because uh, I remember when 9-11 happened, they showed a Time Life uh, series of photographs of New York, black and white, very like artful stuff. One window, it's not staged, it's in one window, there was a little boy standing like this with a Superman shirt. Like he was so sad he went and put his Superman shirt on. And then I looked up on that at almost every huge event, like a, a riot or any kind of like mass thing all over the world, any kind of turmoil they show through the crowds there's almost always someone with a superman shirt on mm-hmm. and, and it's look it up it's pretty amazing yeah it's the most universally known symbol and i think to have a, a character like that it exists because we really wish it exists yeah and that, that's what i was saying is like it started from such like yeah like you're saying like he's it, it is hope it and truly then, is hope. and then he just became yeah. such a huge like icon totally like of just popular culture absolutely who says women don't love comic books yeah uh <laughs> But I think the power of that, the little boy can, in the terrible moment, you know, he, he's smart enough to know, I wish this was real. Well, that's what, did you see Bat Kid Begins, the documentary? No, I Bat looked Kid? at it, and I, I, it's great for the little kid. Is that kid still alive? I think so. Okay, good. We could talk about it. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, no, because the documentary is incredibly uplifting. And you just hear the little kid, the way the little kid talks about Batman. Mm-hmm. And Batman definitely is different than Superman, but I guess it's the the notion of superheroes and yes. I can be more than what I yes. am. And and you just it, like it's very uplifting. Like it's a, I, I think like I agree. the story definitely helps make the documentary better. And the documentary is good. I just think it's better than better with that the fact that you have this kid in the story absolutely. and everybody in it. And it's just you look at that and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. these things matter. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. 
So any final thoughts on uh, comic books, Watchmen, all this other fun uh, stuff? I'm glad to know that um, people are reading them again because maybe like 10 years ago, you'd go on, I don't want to talk to Hollywood, but you go on meetings and people have stacks of comic books on their desk. Mm-hmm. And just to have them there, they haven't read them. They're just there, as, you know, hey, it looks cool, man. I read graphic novels as an adult, I'm cool. Yeah. So it's good to know that people are actually going back and really read because of the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say that you can find some good literature. Uh, well, Sleeper, think, Brubaker, does that, check that uh, out. Does that make you uh, feel like, because I remember you mentioned earlier. I feel like, justified. Or, I hid them as a kid. Now I can show them. No, no, no. I meant like uh, you You were like, oh, I hate when people like something that I, I had and then people are coming yes. from movies. Does yes. that bug you it a little bit? It did bug me when, first of all, I should have worse problems than that. It, <laughs> it bugged me that you'd go in and you see a guy and you talk to him and you go, he, it's so weird he put that comic book out to look cool, whereas I remember the chicks coming over to my place in Venice, and I'd be like, let me hide those. Yeah. You know what I mean? She doesn't care what happens in the X-Men. So the fake fake, fake geekery or whatever the word is really annoys the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. But when people truly love it, anything, whatever it is, yeah. I appreciate it, and I can obviously go past the limit of this oh, yeah. little no. episode. Well, something <laughs> we always do at the end of every episode is something called the Put suggestions. our clothes back on? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, no, we wait until we're, we're after we're done. Uh, so we do a, a suggest this, which is when we just suggest anything to the uh, oh, sure. listeners. It could be a... Uh, school of thought. It could be a movie or a TV show or a comic book. Okay. Or it could be anything. Um, you don't have to go right now. Here, we, we, we can go first. Okay. Um, I'm sure Chad wants me to go first. Sure, go for it, Mike. <laughs> um, I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast yet. And because we're talking about comic books, I'll, I'll, I'll suggest a comic book. One one that I really like reading, and it's still going on. It's the I, I mentioned previously that comic books cost a lot of money. They too. do, they do. So like to have a habit of like doing that, I'm like, ah, oh, it's I need to have something more contained. I like that I could go buy, but before they even announced Civil War, I read Civil War, but I when bought it, it in one. Oh, you did good I for bought, you, I man. Bought, like, the, I wait. I bought the like the con like the collection. I like I like the collection. Okay, yeah, me too. I'm the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, uh, I'm reading a comic book now, and it's amazing. And it's the only comic book that like they'll release a new issue, and I'll go get the okay. the individual magazine like issues. And you that's, can't and wait. It's called. Uh, it's literally you can't wait. It's called Sex Criminals. Oh, okay. I haven't checked those out yet. I see them. It's, okay. It's awesome. Okay. And amazing. <laughs> and it's about a girl. It's it's funny and just you don't know what's going on, but it's. It's just amazing, and you hear sex criminals. It's like, oh, this is gonna right. be exploitive, but it's not. And what it is, it's about a girl who, when she has an orgasm, time stops. Okay. And <sighs> she's, it's something that she's always like lived with, and uh, she runs a library, and she hates banks because her dad worked at a bank, and the bank died. He killed himself after he got like fired or something. Anyway, she meets a guy who uh, one day she has sex with him and she realizes he has the same power when he has an oh, orgasm wow. she he also can stop time so they like have this like nice bonding thing and they start robbing banks to help save her library so that they'll do is they'll uh they'll go into a bathroom of a bank have sex with each other time stops they rob the bank and that is pretty cool you just got the yeah. r-rated sundance version of that green lit <laughs> that is pretty cool i can check um, that out um but and then there's like a there's like a in the beginning, you're like, oh, this is uh, uh, just a 
like a fun little thing and then you're like oh no there's like more of like an underneath story that's like addictive oh matt fraction i was just okay that, yeah that, he's that, great that's yeah he's great. that's great. who does it oh excellent uh and he's a great comic book guy so i'd recommend checking out sex criminals i think there's 11 or 12 issues out right now okay. there's two collections uh, it's great i'm going next Tony the yeah. Yeah. it's great that sounds wonderful i want to read it <laughs> i know what about okay. you, Chad? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, I this might seem kind of weird and silly, but um, I uh, I have Amazon Prime, and I recently uh, they you know you can like add like Showtime or Stars sure. or whatever. So recently, like um, I think my girlfriend wanted to watch I think it was Blunt Talk or something because she has friends around sure. that show. So we're like, oh, I will get Stars or whatever. And then at work, I have a I do Photoshop for my day job, so a lot of times I can just watch TV like in the okay. corner of my screen. So I started watching Black Sails, just like oh the pirate show. Yeah, I've never. I was just like, oh, we'll see what this is all about. And I kind of really got into it because it's like <laughs> it looks cool. It, it's it's crazy because it's like the first episode. I'm like, wait, is this is that Long John Silver? And then wait, no, that's Calico Jack. Like that's a real pirate, but right. then that's a pirate right. from Treasure Island. And then it's like, oh wait, wait, what? Like it was pirates and watchmen it yeah, all goes back to it watchmen. was really yeah. it was really weird yeah. it was and it's like it's i've kind of been captivated by it because i'm afraid of getting hooked on it it yeah. does look good and it looks like uh very you know extravagant it looks well yeah, done it's super epic yeah yeah, yeah it looks and, cool and it's just it's it's very crazy because it's like you have like uh, uh all these pirates from history like that i know briefly about so i know their names like and blackbeard's in there and like uh uh, but then you, they're also they're running around with pirates from Treasure Island, so it's like oh that is cool. It's I see, very I didn't know interesting. That. Oh, excellent! And it's it's kind of like the it kind of tells the story of how Long John Silver John Silver became Long John Silver in oh, a way. Cool. Like it's it's really it's almost like a prequel before right. Treasure Island. What are they like three series seasons maybe? Or? I think yeah, we're on the third season okay. right now. It's 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 interesting and it's fun to watch. It's a fun. It's a That's fun my show. next like flu. Binge watch. Oh, I like yeah. look forward to getting sick. Okay, I'm home for two days. I'll, I'll rip through this. Yeah, definitely check it Excellent. out. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, because we're in Meltdown, I would like to, I'll say, uh, my favorite uh, comic book is We Three, Grant Morrison, Frank Whiteley. Oh, yeah. And I'll admit to it, that's the only comic book I may have shed like a manly tear. It's pretty sad. It's kind of like E.T. with. Uh, I cried during blankets. Yes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Blankets, wait. What? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got confused with baskets. Yeah. Um, That's what I thought yeah, first, yeah, I was too. Like, I was what? Like, oh, yeah. Oh. But we three, uh, Grant Morrison, Frank Whiteley, it's uh, cybernetic animals, uh, but a little bit of a really tragic story. Really short, not a long graphic novel, contained story. Uh, I think it's amazing. It's The Wizard of Oz. Oh, cool. It's great. Well... Uh, that's awesome, Paul. Thanks for joining us. You do you have anything man. going on? What's going on with your life? Oh, you yes, I should pitch plug? something. I should yeah. pitch well, something. Do you have anything to plug? Oh, you yeah, can yeah, pitch. yeah, totally. You can also pitch. Plug, pitch. Wait, you can pitch us things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we won't make them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so used to pitching pitch things. Them. Yeah, I'm uh, so used to pitching things. Wait, I actually have something done. April 15th, video on demand. It. Yes. Uh, John Travolta, action movie. I wrote it. He beats me up in it. I am Wrath, John Travolta. Uh, that's coming up. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Video on demand. Maybe a theater near someone. Maybe a theater. Yeah, one. a theater <laughs> near, coming to a theater near someone. But yeah, it's a shit. I forgot about that. We had so much fun. I forgot yeah. to do anything. That's cool. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, anything else going on? Or uh, just that? That's probably it. I'll be shooting maybe a cop movie in the summer and fun. You know. Are you uh, on Twitter or anything? I uh, Twitter, Instagram. But what is MySpace? Polly Sloan. At Polly Sloan. Yes, at Polly Sloan. Okay, right. cool. Everyone remember to go to MySpace. Yes. Um, Check out my MySpace page. See who his top yes. eight is. You got it, man. Uh, Great VHS selection yeah. of movies. <laughs> 
He has his little blog on there. Totally. And, and my my all my uh, recipes are on Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest. Yeah. The, like the Pinteresting. The, the, the Pinterest. The Pinterest. <laughs> yeah. um, as always, I am at M. Solari. Oh, I'm at Chad Fogel on Twitter and Urban Spoon. And you can always... Nice. Well, I'm on Yelp. If I don't think I'm at M. Solari on Yelp, but I'm on Yelp if you want to go see my one review of the Quest Diagnostics. And the, I, I really wanted to let the girl know that st- taking three times to find the vein was a bad bad review. Oh, that is my only <laughs> review on Yelp is of the Quest Diagnostics in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> man, I can't wait to read that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to uh, snuggle up oh. with the... <laughs> Tonight in bed and read Mike's Yelp review. Yeah, um, and but if you want to know more about this on that, go to Facebook slash this on that. Uh, there's also a website, mikesolari.com slash this hyphen on hyphen that. And uh, go on iTunes, rate, review us. This was a fun conversation, or it was a shitty conversation, or you feel jilted because even though we said spoiler alert, uh, you still listened and didn't watch anything beforehand. So <laughs> let us know how much you hate us or love us or whatever us. Um, I know I'll be listening to it because I wasn't here for the first part. Of it. <laughs> it was all about you. Yeah. Oh, it no. was all about you. Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, uh, check it out. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, nice to meet guys. you, Paul. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.